everybody. Welcome to the second episode of Room 403, a podcast play. As usual, you've got me, Maya Fardod Finn, Riley Herbert, hey, and Chris Ordonez. Hello. Here as your hosts. We have some amazing plays to share with you all today. But first, just for a bit of context, all of these plays were written with inspiration from Emily Dickinson's poem, Hope is the Thing with Feathers. Anyone who knows me knows that I love literature, and it's one of my personal favorite poems, so I encourage you all to read it along with Maya. Hope is the Thing with Feathers by Emily Dickinson Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chillest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity it asked a crumb of me. And now we have our first play of this episode, called The Doomed Beach, written by Laurel Ith, and starring the voices of Violet Kaltman, Jessica Chow, and Laurel herself. Please enjoy The Doomed Beach. We're here! Woohoo! Yes! I can't wait to go over there to the shore. Let's go! This is such a good break from real life. Especially that project that's taking up our lives. Now remember why we're here, for the science project. We gotta collect some shells. What project? You know the one. We've been working on it for weeks. Don't worry, we're at the beach to relax, and here we are. Wow, look at that sunset. So beautiful. Guys, seriously, what project? Stop worrying about it, we got it. The one in school? Duh. We've been working on it for weeks. How do you not remember? I, um, we've been working on it for weeks? Yes! Yes! Hey, look at this shell. Ooh, this one's oh, my oh my god. god. Oh, I like that so color. pretty. It has so a cool. purple on it. Take it home. Go on. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I mean, your memory is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more than that. I feel weird. Okay. I'm going to go closer to the ocean and the beach, um, so yeah. You can come if you want to. This feels strange. What feels strange? I don't know, like, I feel weird and, like, forgetting something important, something I have to do. What is up with you? I don't know. Did we come here for something? Uh, I mean, other than just enjoying the sun and the beach? Yeah, something else. Come on, let's go. You'll remember whatever it is you're thinking about soon. Okay. Ooh, look at this shell. It's perfect for our project. Wait, our project? What do you mean, our project? Uh, I, was there something we had to do today? That's what I've been trying to figure out. What the heck, guys? We're here for the science project. Science? Okay, I see what's going on here. You're playing a trick on me, aren't you both? What? No, come on, we're not playing a trick on you. Why would we be playing a trick? Oh my god, you're both playing a god-awful trick on me! You know, we don't have all day here, our project is due next week. 
Come on, guys. Stop this. We need to focus. Seriously, I don't know what you're talking about. Fine. Since I drove you both here, if you don't stop playing this trick, I won't drive you home. All right. Well, then I guess we're staying here. You guys are serious? Yeah. I don't even know what's happening right now. Okay. I don't know what the actual heck is going on with you two, but we have stuff to do. So if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. I'm going to go find some shells for our science project. Huh, I wonder what happened. Well, I guess we'll just wait for her to come back. Hey, guys, I found a shell. This one's great for... Uh... Wait, why am I looking for shells? Oh, my God. What is happening? Thank you so much for another wonderful play, Laurel. Your creativity never lets us down in room 403. Before we move on to the next one, we thought we'd give you guys a little bit of insight into what the theater department is up to right now. The upper school musical, The Theory of Relativity, has been in rehearsals for a few weeks now, and Chris and I are both acting in it. The middle school musical, Annie, just started rehearsing last week, and I'm in Sayas. Now obviously, both musicals will look a lot different in a virtual setting, but the most interesting thing for me was sort of like the new rehearsal schedule that we're using, because it's very different and unconventional. Yeah, because it's virtual, it's a very unique situation. We're recording all of our audio first, and so it's actually kind of cool. We get to have this whole cast album, which is something we've never had before. Oh, that's true. Um, I will say the most interesting thing for me having, you know, kind of just started rehearsals is A, that we're starting with the finale, which I think is what we also did for Pippin, but it's just so much harder because the kids can't hear each other, and as someone that also performs, I know how awful it is to have to sing in a house with other people, with other people that can hear you and know you. Um, and I live in a house with my little sister, who is a violinist and a gymnast, and it's really hard to sing and do anything without getting distracted or recording other noises. So I do know firsthand how hard it can be, but I do think it's coming together quite nicely. Yeah, and I guess we're kind of doing it a little differently from middle school. I don't know how, um, Riley, how you guys are running things for Annie, but I know for Theory of Relativity, um, Mr. Brendel has done a wonderful job at creating all of these GarageBand templates for us. And so it has all of our part tracks. So we don't do a lot. We don't attempt to do group singing a lot. We usually just go into breakout rooms and listen to the part over and over again and record um, each section of the songs. And so I think that's that's also a really unique way of doing it. And it kind of helps to learn the songs um, almost better than doing it all together and trying to remember everything at once. Yeah, that, that's definitely close to what we're doing as well. Miss Deech has like literally every part recorded, which I can't imagine, like who has a vocal range that goes from baritone to soprano? Certainly not I. Um, but she has all of these tracks and everyone, yeah, like we sent them into breakout rooms and they just start listening to it and singing along. But I will say like, there's something to be said for being able to hide your voice in a group, at least when you're, you know, not a born singer like I am. Um, and I could just, like, I could see on their face, like they're muted on Zoom and they're just like, not exactly like it's not exactly comfortable and it's not exactly what they're used to uh the cool thing is that basically whenever we record our audio we get almost unlimited chances in case we mess up it's not like a show where if you mess up a line in front of what 300 plus people in our theater it's like you know 
you don't get a second chance. But with this, if you don't like something or you mess it up, you can just re-record the whole thing. Yeah, we've um, we've actually almost finished our opening number, and it actually sounds incredible. I'm really excited. Um, Mr. Brendel edited it together, and even though some things aren't always perfect with each individual voice, it really sounds like a true ensemble that recorded it all together. So I think it's going to be very cool to see what the final product is. It does sound excellent. We still have a few more recordings to put in, but um, I'm really happy with how it's coming out so far, and I think that it's going to sound really, really cool when we finish the rest of the pieces and present it in front of the school. That being said, we have our next student-written play for this episode called When Life Gives You Guavas, written by Violet Kaltman, featuring the voices of Laurel Eith, Daniar Ali, AJ Williams, and Violet herself. Please enjoy When Life Gives You Guavas. This radio play is a 100% true story, following the scheme of two ants and a French coyote, and their attempts to ruin a strange but innocent girl's life through the thing she loves most, guavas. January 30th, 2021. There's a delightful smell in the air. But what could it be? I'll let my antenna guide me. It seems to be coming from this little tree. I will find you, my sweet, sweet. Oi, Jim, what are you up to? Don't go climbing up trees to get yourself spotted. Must find my pretty. Oh my, it, it's a, it's, it's a tropical pink guava. The rarest I've seen. Whoever's growing this must know their way around rare and exotic fruits. Oh no. Hello, my beautiful guava tree! Thank you for giving me those two unworldly perfect guavas, but I'll keep waiting for the perfect day to pick them. <gasps> Shoot, looks like I'm not the only one who loves guavas. Leave, ants, leave! Maybe I should cover... Violet, give me my headphones! Ugh, coming! Friggin' ticks. Stupid girl. Now I can eat all the sweet, sweet, juicy, delicious guavas I want. Hey, Jimmy, what's up to you? Nothing. Nothing at all. Why? You up to something? How's the wife? They're fine, fine. Uh, all good, I guess. Well, the damn human keeps uh, frolicking and chanting traditional Bulgarian music on my mountain. This god-awful girl thinking she's all one with nature is scaring away all my food. Uh, yeah. This girl needs to pay. She absolutely needs to pay. Well, let's make her pay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, you guys, she's a human. Do y'all really think you can stand a chance against her? Well, my crew and I did try to invade her house a couple months back, but she found my one weak weakness. Bay leaves. We had to retreat. We don't have to fight her. We can just, uh, take something she loves. <gasps> I know just the thing. 
February 1st, 2021. Okay, tonight's the night. We'll wait until the lights turn off, and then it's go time. <laughs> yeah, I'll ride on your back and then climb up the tree to that gem of life. Then you'll saw the stem off, dropping the guava into my mouth. <laughs> but, but, but you aren't eating it. Not yet. Right, right. Good. That white girl won't know what hair. But we have to take both. Wait, both? It isn't that little too far. Hey, come on. We need to make our life hell. And these guavas have the key. <laughs> I guess you're right. Okay, I'll saw off both. Then we'll take them to our hideout on my mountain. And have a rightfully deserved feast. <laughs> <laughs> Later that night. I can't believe I agreed to help with this. Well, you did, didn't you? Come on, it's time. Right, oh. Yes, now. Oh, come yes. on. Yes. Oh, right, I've got it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's class. I know, I know. It's just the guavas. Your priceless prize-winning guavas? You got it. They're gone. What? And it looks like somebody took them. They're not on the ground or anywhere to be seen. Could it have been some kind of animal? No. See, the cut's too clean where it came off, and there's no remnants of them anywhere. Oh my god. This is an outrage. I know. Oh, why? So our story ends. The animals exacted their revenge, and the girl fell into a deep depression, spanning the rest of her guavalous life. Wow, what another great play. Before we move on to our third, I just wanted to mention that we're recording this today a few hours after Viewpoint's Diversity Leadership Day, and we all had a great time. Yeah, Chris and Maya actually both got to attend my workshop about exclusionary feminism, which I got to teach along with my co-leader of Feminism Club. A uh, bit of a shameless plug here, but everyone should absolutely come to Feminism Club Tuesdays at iBlock. Yeah, Riley, your seminar was really wonderful and very informative. I learned a lot of things, and I highly encourage all of you to support her and go to Feminism Club on Tuesdays during iBlocks, like she said. Um, speaking of Diversity Day and shameless plugs, we got to watch the middle school and upper school choirs perform some really great songs at the opening keynote presentation. Um, thank you to Mrs. Deach and Mr. Monarch for editing the audio and video um, 
for those pieces. It, they, they truly turned out to be beautiful, and I'm really proud of what we put on in choir. Um, it also reminded me of some of the things we sing in my club, Vocal Point, which meets on Mondays at iVlock, which if you love to sing and aren't able to take choir in your schedule or do the musical or don't have many opportunities, you are always welcome at Vocal Point. We are currently working on our first audio track to put out to the school, hopefully to make an album by the end of the year of all the songs we've done. And I'd like to encourage all of you to go listen to the Radio Club's podcast for a little more of the nerdy rambling you hear on Room 403. And now, last but certainly not least, we have our final play production of today's episode, called The Pope is the Thing with Feathers, written by A.J. Williams and H.H. Landau, starring themselves. Please enjoy The Pope is the Thing with Feathers. Yes, well, that's just the sort of blinkered philistine pig ignorance I've come to expect from you non-greedy garbage. Just sitting there on your loathsome sporty behind squeezing blackheads and not caring a tinker's cuss for the struggling artist. You excrement, you lousy... We're interrupting this broadcast to bring you breaking news. The anonymous 4chan user who asked to be referred to as Oral Hygiene Brother, no affiliation, in claiming to be a cardinal of the Catholic Church was correct. The Pope really is a thing with feathers. We have a correspondent at the Vatican with live coverage. Rupert, tell us about the scene. I'm Rupert Ridgewell, reporting live from the Vatican. Well, it's rather chaotic down here. The Pope appears to be a velociraptor, but he doesn't seem to realize that he is. He's attacking Carly, but he seems to think that he's blessing them instead. Oh, oh, oh! He's just eaten an entire bus full of children. His feathers are completely covered in blood. Just a moment here, Rupert. You said the Pope is a velociraptor? Well, I'm not paleontologist. No dinosaurs have scales, not feathers. No, based on most of the fossils that have been found, the majority of dinosaurs probably had feathers. Well, we all know Hollywood distorts reality. Is the depiction of dinosaurs with scales really false in its entirety? I can't imagine scaleless velociraptors or feathered T-Rexes. Well, according to modern paleontology, it's extremely unlikely that any dinosaurs actually had scales. I suppose I can see how a movie producer might favor a scaled dinosaur for the fear factor. So, dinosaurs really were simply giant birds. Fascinating stuff. It's terrible how movies have baked a false sense of reality into today's youth. While people attack the news for distributing misinformation to the masses, Hollywood has been shaping our society for years. Indeed they have. People should really be looking at how Hollywood influences and how it instills false notions. It can really be harmful sometimes. Remember back in the late 70s when the original Superman movie came out? I remember hearing about how over in America kids were jumping out of windows with towels tied around their necks thinking they could fly. It was really horrible. Jumping out of windows? It's incredible to imagine Hollywood is wielding the power of life and death. You can barely even trust them to make a good sequel. As Mr. Rogers said, it was like Hollywood failed those children. Indeed. Indeed. And those TV drug ads. While we certainly respect our sponsors Shoot for paying it! our bills, I can't help but point out the problems with drug advertising. Yes, I hear it's a terrible problem on your side of the pond, with people trying to sell terrible wrong medication. Well, it actually used to be worse. So this At the end of TV, drug ads in any medium are required to list all side effects of the drug. 
for short one minute ads, there wasn't enough time to get through all of them, but there was a loophole. They could avoid listing all the side effects if they didn't describe what their drug actually did. This, as you would expect, led to awful ads that didn't even describe the product. People asked the government for either allow drug ads or ban them from TV. The US, of course, decided that advertising drugs on TV would be fine. It was not fine. It, it they Okay, yes, yes, we get the idea. Right. I am sorry for regiment. Yes! Oh, oh. Now, to tell us about Hollywood's manipulation of the media to distort reality, we have a reporter live on the scene. Oh, we do? Yes. We do. The army's oh. here! <clears throat> I'm Ruben Ridgewell, reporting live from Hollywood. Well, it's rather chaotic, Daniel. It's currently 28 degrees Celsius. And in Fahrenheit? With a low of 24 degrees Celsius and a high of 31 degrees Celsius. And in Fahrenheit? So it is a quite nice day over here. There isn't a cloud in the sky, and it's an ideal time to discuss Hollywood's failures. Also, would you care to explain how you traveled from the Vatican to Hollywood so quickly? It, um, may have green screen, visual effects. Ah. Well, in any case, now that we're here, I will be interviewing Rylech about... Oh, God, no, who has worked on Vatican. Oh, please, uh, but you bring Messiah. Could you first explain us. why we can still hear Lucy? We have sinned, but oh no! Oh, remember why I mentioned oh, the oh, oh, yes. oh, Well, my presence in the Vatican is not in fact Oh, so we're using the green screen to appear in Hollywood while still being in the Vatican. It's just like how Hollywood itself does things that it can do for real. Get away from me. It's a shame that Hollywood is for reality just because it's really hard to You know, many of your beloved Western movies were actually filmed in Italy. Just because it's cheaper, they can just as easily in fact, really more they didn't. You know what that's just like? It's just like <clears throat> I believe we were talking about inferior Hollywood television. And I give a non-secretary. So, scantrons, people always tell you to use a number two. This is complete BS. In the past, scantrons were fickle machines that relied on the unique properties of carbon and the characteristics of the pencils of the non-number two variety cause a false read. Nowadays, though, scantrons have pen, pen, let alone all kinds of pencils. And, and the fact that... Alrighty then, I think that's enough about pencils. It's a thrilling topic, to be sure. But I believe our audience would be more interested. The fact that the college board requires non-mechanical number two pencils is awful. Are you quite finished? Yes. Reinforcements are here. Right. Thank you so much, Miss Beth, for joining us. Thank you for your time. And thank you for listening. We will continue this coverage on Channel 666. Now, back to your regularly scheduled podcast. You know, I, I, I believe my right is here. Wait, where are you going? Where are you going? Where, where, where are you going? I'm a Freemason now if you got down on your lousy, stinking, pathetic knees and begged me! Wow, those sound effects were somehow masterful and deeply chaotic at the same time. It would be a real choice to end on that note, but we have a few announcements first. 
Our first virtual dance concert will be premiering on Saturday, March 20th at 7 p.m. and Sunday, March 21st at 2 p.m. It's definitely something you're going to want to watch. And also in our theater workshop for honors classes, um, us seniors are working on two different senior projects which will be premiering in May, so keep an eye out for those. The annual 24-hour plays will be on April 17th featuring plays all written, directed, and acted in by students. Actually, all three of us will be serving as producers for sure for that show as part of Theater Conservatory like Room 403 is, uh, but more on that in our next episode. We're so proud of all of our student artists for putting together such an amazing episode. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll talk about even more exciting upcoming productions. Thank you for listening in, and we'll see you on our next episode of Room 403, a podcast play. Interested in being a part of our project? Contact Riley Herbert, Maya Fardon-Finn, and Chris Ordonez for more details. Whether you're a writer, director, actor, musician, technician, editor, or anything else we haven't thought of, you are always welcome in Room 403.